What specifically defines what you can and can't do on Sabbath day? Mm-hmm. I'm not a very good, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, frankly, like, I, I'm not, I don't know where I don't think it's that lines. easy. I don't think it's that easy. No. I think you have to be prudent. I think you have to go into it. What does the professional artist do on the Sabbath day? Right, exactly. Paint? Paint. No! <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm here with my brother, Father Peter. Um, we are two brothers, two Catholic brothers, uh, son of a Presbyterian minister who became Catholic, and I am a family man. I got five kids, and Peter is a priest mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church. Pretty new one, still. Uh, yeah, just a year, year old baby priest. Don't, I'm sorry. Don't you want, use you, that. You like that church? No. no. I'll tell you why. We, we, most priests, or some priests don't really care. I've I've come to not like that term. I'll okay. tell you why. Is yes. because I think for at least some people, and it, it's a way of basically kind of like sort of standing above you and being like, oh, you still don't really know anything. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't have to take you seriously and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's a little bit like a doctor. Like, all right, mm-hmm. you have a doctor who went all the way through med school and everything. No, you're a baby doctor. It's like, oh, you're a baby doctor. <laughs> it's like, are you comfortable having, like, are you comfortable calling someone a baby doctor but then entrusting your well, health to them? Well, see, I don't have to take you seriously for a completely different reason. That's just because, well, that's cause, you know, like, yeah, right. I, well, you know, you're never going to have we, to take we, me seriously. We that's, both that's, why, that's why when I'm around your culverts family. together. Right. And well, yeah, you can always imagine <laughs> completely covered mud whenever you So yes. that's why I'm around, like, I mean, I don't know, different people, different priests may be different about this, but when I'm around you and Teresa and the, and the kids and stuff, like, she's always, like, trying to get into the habit of calling me father. Uh-huh. And I'm always just like, you don't, you don't need to. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to, you can. But frankly, like, my spiritual fatherhood of you guys is always going to be a little bit not so. I mean, just in the sense that it's always going to be a bit more of a brotherhood, mm. you know, compared to everybody else. There's still the reality there as a spiritual father, but... Mm. It, it's going to be different. Yeah. You know, but this is the kind of stuff we get together and talk about. Pretty much. I mean, that's why we're here. That's I mean, so deep in Christ, we are two brothers talking about prayer, uh, virtue, and um, our callings as Christians, our individual callings and in our, in our particular vocations as priests and as yeah. family, family dude, but our common vocation yeah. as Christians to and be our holy. Ex- and yeah. our experience of the faith lived out. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. to better and but most of the time <laughs> worse <laughs> worse ways um yeah i'm just kind of struggling through it for yeah. sure both of us so. you know and something actually uh, we we have a topic today and we're gonna get to that topic yeah. and this connects to it but you know something we we have been talking about this past year is um i think you started this conversation even before we started we've been meeting more frequently to talk about our faith to mm-hmm. talk about our what's god doing in your life lately kind of mm-hmm. a thing but we we just sort of recognized, or you brought up how we're 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 not in a good habit as Christians, and perhaps more so often as Catholic Christians, in in getting together and witnessing to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the Lord doing in your life? You know, sometimes we get together and we struggle with small talk. I struggle with small talk. You know, how's yeah. the, how's the weather? You know, how's your what's new? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what to say. I remember it. Well, it occurred to me specifically <laughs> in this formulation. Yeah. I remember thinking that. Yeah. I remember reading a particular piece of scripture that was speaking to basically that we're all, that 
part of being a Christian is actually being a witness to the resurrection of Christ, you know? And so there's that word witness and it's like, what does that mean? And basically just, you know, for a person who actually witnessed him after his resurrection, it would be saying, I, I, I am telling you that I have seen Christ and I'm witnessing to him being alive. Yeah. Right. You know, and then, and after that and him being alive and well and active. Right. But for us who live 2000 years after the resurrection of Christ, how do we be witnesses to his resurrection? And the way that we witness to Christ being alive is by speaking about how has he shown himself to be alive and active in my life, yeah. you know? And that, that, that is what we basically are called to witness to um, a lot of the time is saying yeah. like, this is how Christ has been active and alive in my life, the way I've observed him being truly alive and, and living and active, you right. know, and, and working. My wife, Teresa, um, she has this knack for calling out in situations and always beginning with herself. She is, she is a very humble person always calling out ways in which we live or speak or act as if God doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. And and she's always, that's kind of a, a drumbeat in her spirituality of like, what if we were speaking and acting as if we believed the things we're saying? Mm-hmm. If God really existed, how would we look at our day? How would I look back at my week? How would I, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm trying to make small talk with a fellow Christian, would I be struggling so much to you know, with all the, all the the subtext, all the the self talk that goes on in our heads, versus saying no, no, no. The author of the story is God. Mm-hmm. What's He doing lately in your life? Or here's what I here's how He's working in my life. Or here here are the things I need prayers for. Like if we, so often we just slip into mm-hmm. the way the world, the way of the nations, the anxiety of the nations, yeah. uh, as we have we have in Scripture there, where we live. We may we may say we believe in God. But we act practically as atheists. Mm-hmm. We act as if God didn't really exist. Yeah, and I know I'm I'm just as guilty of that. But it's funny because it's like it's like watching a movie of myself, where it's like I have no control over like what's happening in that movie. Where yeah. it's like after mass, and people come up and we're talking, and it's still like I'm talking about Jesus as if he's not there, and not like I don't know as if he's sort of just this kind of anecdotal piece mm. for conversation, you know, and mm. I don't, I, I struggle to know how to change that and how That's to, how the human to, condition, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Trying to it doesn't excuse get woke it, and stay woke. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. excuse it. Yeah. it. But it's like, it, it's a common problem, but it's funny you mentioned the anxiety of the nations because I thought we that was a nice segue. Nice segue. Well, <laughs> but, just, yeah. but it's a segue, yeah. not just because you mentioned the word anxiety, but it's a segue because of all this. And when it comes to acting as if Christ acting, whether God really exists or not, Mm-hmm. I think relates definitely to some experiences that we've had lately, you mm-hmm. know, and we, we both had an experience recently of, well, so not just the similar <laughs> experience, but we were there together. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you were there. I, I was, was there, there too. Oh my gosh. You were there. So <laughs> we both, were there. We, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's almost like it was our parents' house, oh. <clears throat> but we were both on vacation and we, we spent it, you know, we, you, you brought the kids down and your wife mm-hmm. and. We all went out to the old, good old home family plantation of the 30 acres out on the farm. Out on the farm. Yeah. Great right place. Lots of memories there. Some good, some bad. And uh, But it definitely, like, I, uh, we, we share an experience that I'm sure a lot of people share that kind of when you return home to your place of origin, it kind of... After the vacation. 
Well, there's that too. But I was oh. just say during the vacation, oh, oh. we kind yeah, of yeah. like yeah. during the vacation, you it's, have this experience. It's complicated. Of sort of, you know, it's complicated. You sort of you struggle to not like turn back into your child itself. <laughs> you know, just like a lot of kind of emotional experience there. You know, and yeah. and all that stuff. But so that was kind of that's the context. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of emotional, you know, stuff that happens mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. particular vacation for mm-hmm. us. But for I don't know for about you for you but for mm-hmm. me it definitely like it was sort of an emotionally trying time but it also did kind of pull me away mentally speaking from my work mm-hmm. in maybe not the best way possible but um I'd say it it also for me that part of the struggle was it sort of pulled me away from prayer uh, in some ways and we both had kind of were talking and we had the same experience that so we got back in the day after our vacation was over mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't, for, for, I didn't, you didn't use this wording, but for me, so it's funny because at my parish, we just happened to be having like the calendar planning meeting. Uh, and so we're sitting there and we're all like talking about basically everything through like next year of, of like Easter. We're like putting stuff on the calendar. And I'd already been struggling that day with just trying to remember and think about all the different things that I needed to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I'm late on that. And that person's going to be stressed and all these different things. And, and I'm sitting there the calendar as watching this calendar fill up with stuff. And I'm just thinking like, oh, yeah, and I need to think about that for this next year and this and that. And, and it was like the devil was just piling it all on in terms of like, <laughs> you need to be prepared for all that stuff right now. <laughs> and I just... I basically had a mini a panic attack as I was sitting there on this couch and I'm like feeling I'm I'm feeling really deeply feeling like the the fight or flight, you know, response um in that mm-hmm. moment. And I remember walking away from that meeting and I just having to walk back to the rectory and just spending like a few minutes working it out with God of like why am I just panicking about all this stuff? And mm-hmm. to a certain extent kind of was you know, God helped me to calm down in that moment, but also like it's something I'm still working through, you know, like yeah, more, yeah. More, you had a similar experience. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, in a, yeah, it's such a familiar experience. It's, it's not just necessarily, you know, connected to the, you know, going back to no, home no, to family, no, but it's no. like, I have it every, it's vacation. the familiar <laughs> experience but, of, yeah. you know, getting through the weekend. Yeah. Like a lot of people have this very frequent experience. You get to the end of yeah. the weekend, they get to the mm-hmm. end of their weekend and they see the week looming ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to experience this tomorrow. I mean, this is my day off. Ready? Buckle so. up, Buttercup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a familiar thing, and and we were we were thinking about it. We were thinking about prudence, about this quality, this habit of going through life awake and alert and intentional and facing reality. We were talking about um, time off and vacations and weekends and those those mm-hmm. times where, in some sense, certainly we step away from our maybe our our day to day responsibilities, but. Sometimes we step away in such a way that coming back mm-hmm. is this train wreck. And sometimes we step away in a way that really does constitute leisure, mm-hmm. a Sabbath. Uh, um, and we, we were talking about those dynamics. Like why is, yeah, why is it sometimes, yeah, we go, we, we step away on a weekend or a vacation day or a mm-hmm. retreat and we come back and we're more of a mess than mm-hmm. where we left. Uh, and sometimes, I, I at least I've had a few times when I've successfully gone away but found God more mm-hmm. versus I guess that was one of the ways I was describing it sometimes I think I go into a weekend or a vacation yeah. trying to get away from reality mm-hmm. versus trying to find 
and rest more in God and reality. I really like how you had put that. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, especially as we, we we like to try to relate all this stuff back to the cardinal virtues, right? Yeah. You know, mentioning prudence, mm-hmm. the prudence mm-hmm. of the first of the four, four cardinal virtues and the one that you always start with. Um, it's so easy for leisure time to become the time when you get to step away from prudence. Right. And, and prudence not in like the worldly understanding of it, you know, but prudence in the sense of of being sort of attentive to what God is asking you of. Yeah. You, know, got, got what, you know, of being attentive to reality, the reality in front of you, and then trying to say like, all right, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and b- part of that is because I think it's really easy to think of leisure time as like my time mm-hmm. as opposed to God's time or family mm-hmm. time or this other stuff. It's like, no, this is my time and I get to decide with kind of no moral implication what I get, what, what to do with it. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. I can set aside prudence of having to actually think about like what, you know, like what, what is this really about or right. what's, what, what should I do with it and everything. And just like, I just, now I just get to kind of like let, let that, you know, let all that stuff go for a time. Yeah. And so it's really easy because, because the, the, the cardinal virtues stack on one another in mm-hmm. a sense, or what one leads to the other. And, you know, it's, it's through prudence that you kind of see the end of justice. And then from there, then you see how courage or, you know, or fortitude and temperance, you know, kind of are going to lead you there. Yeah. And so I know for me, and probably for a lot of people, it's really easy for time off to become a very kind of intemperate time. Yeah. You know, when it comes to kind of uh, the use of the good things in life, but it becomes a time. Uh, but but it's actively combated. You know, when when you go into it with that prudence, you you begin to see the reality of what why leisure can be a time of selfless self preservation. Yeah. Um, and then how because of that, like it really can be a time that actually leads you deeper and in, deeper into God. And yeah. you, even when it's time that's for my own health mm-hmm. and for my own, you know, like preservation is still a time that's actively kind of focused on the selflessness of, yeah. of love. So. It's such a practical thing because like right. this is this is one of the most basic concrete day-to-day discernments that, mm-hmm. that we as Christians and every human being has to make which is like you know, how do we organize our time how do we how do we organize the distinction between like time where we're working and time mm-hmm. where we're resting you know or enjoying the fruits of our labor and all that um and certainly from the beginning, leisure for the Christian has been connected to the Sabbath. And it's interesting. So we, we obviously, as, as Catholics, we're, we're invited, we're obligated to, to go to Mass on Sundays. That's, that's a primary way that we celebrate the Lord's Day, the Sabbath. But oftentimes, for, for many Catholics and Christians, that's about as far as it goes. Like, you attend your service, and that's kind of the only thing that makes the day different. Mm-hmm. You know, but it seems like from the beginning, part of the point of the Sabbath day is God like forcibly trying to teach us something on this level of virtue mm-hmm. that, you know, like we, we tend as humans to swing again between those two extremes you were talking about, mm-hmm. either either like being workaholics or being, you know, um, lazy, <laughs> indulgent, <laughs> yeah. you know, licentious creatures. Mm-hmm. We swing between those two extremes. Well, how does God begin to remedy that? Many ways, many ways building on, you know, with, with his grace. But one of those is saying, regardless of what you're feeling like you shall after you've worked you shall not not whether you feel like it or not you shall take that seventh day off mm-hmm. and you shall not work you shall put your work aside and you'll you'll give that day to me and you'll rest 
Um, and what's interesting about that too is that um, yeah, is that our rest, our leisure is always connected to worship, right? Mm-hmm. That that someday that that I mean, we we obviously know that it we know intuitively, even if we don't practice it, that it's not enough to just to just blow off our work that day. Mm-hmm. That it's connected to giving it back to God somehow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, despite our best intentions, it ends up just being a day of laziness or indulgence. Mm-hmm. But we know that somehow in there, it's supposed to be about finding God in perhaps a way that we wouldn't otherwise do if the whole week was work. Mm-hmm. Again, Christians always suffer this temptation. Like, if I could just work enough, if I, if I could just work another day, I could do more good in my life. Mm-hmm. I could do more good for my family. I could do more good for the world. And one day a week, God says, no, y- you shall put that aside mm-hmm. and you should just be with me, with others. Yeah. You should just rest. I think that, that, that there's something there that's teaching us about the nature of of the leisure that we're working towards, yeah. that it's, um, and we know this, we know that, again, when we have a weekend or, or a vacation where we're just escaping from our work, escaping from responsibility, that's not enough. That's not the leisure. That's not the Sabbath we're called to. Mm-hmm. So what is it? I mean, that's, that's the other end. Right. You know, what, it, what is it that, um, that we're to fill that day with? The prudence enters in there, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't always know exactly, like prudence is it about knowing exactly what you're supposed to do, right. but it's about doing the best of like Se- selecting a good, selecting, selecting a good, good you know, trying, that. trying to, trying to take reality, trying to, trying to really kind of attend to what is reality versus the false kind of narratives that mm-hmm. I set it for myself. And then to say like, okay, to try to discern the best, the best thing, the right thing, mm-hmm. not always knowing perfectly, you know, but pursuing the good with basically the, the best information that you have, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, that that's really important. I think especially important for those times of leisure because a lot of the time it's pretty clear for us. Like when it comes to work stuff, a lot of times it's fairly clear. Like what, what's the next thing I got to do? You know, we, we've set up rules for ourselves. you know, like when I, you know, we wake up in the morning, like, all right, what's the first thing I need to do? Oh, mm-hmm. I need to you know, I need to get up and pray and you go to the chapel, you know, it's the next thing. Oh, I have mass on the schedule. It's mm-hmm. the next thing I do. You know, so it becomes easy sort of for us to sort of, for the most part, to know when mm-hmm. it comes to a lot of that time. And maybe that's part of what's so difficult about those days is that we don't exactly have that structure. And so we actually have to be more attentive to mm-hmm. prudence um, of, of asking that. That doesn't mean that we should stress out necessarily about like exactly what we do, mm-hmm. but but it's it's important to kind of to start from there to start yeah. from like okay what would be the prudent thing to do you know here and and not not to say like oh what's that hard thing to do that I'm not facing up to right. but basically just saying like what would be a good way to use this time yeah so I think like so the general question we can ask yeah. here is that you, the, we may know the practical f- thing or things we should do on a Sunday but the the real the bigger question is like what what are we what are we searching for that day yeah what does God intending us to find on that Sunday, mm-hmm. on a Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. And, and and if I think if we can answer that or we can get some some insight onto that, that gives us insight into what we're maybe missing out on these other types of things we're talking about. Yeah. What is a true vacation? You know, what yeah. is a true retreat? What is a true, like even in a, during a work day, sometimes, some, some days, I have this experience all the time, like I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed and I need a break. Well, I take a break and then I, often end up doing something that does anything but actually give me a break. Like I, mm-hmm. I jump on social media or something like that, and I get through 10 minutes on social media, and I'm more stressed out than when I started. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt this 
this urge to take a, I needed a break. I needed to get myself a rest. Mm -hmm. But then I did something that was the opposite of restful. And so it's like, again, I think if we go back to the Sabbath, it's like, what, what are, what is God intending his people to find on that, that Sabbath day of rest Mm -hmm. that he insists that they take? What is it? What are they supposed to find there? Because I think mm-hmm. that then that gives us insight into what we're missing in these other periods of time in our life. I think it gives you us know. insight also. I, I think implicitly what we'll find is that that returning back to the work, mm-hmm. we find we maybe find a different way of relating to it, or we can at least sort of fight towards finding a different way of relating to it. Because mm-hmm. I think I yeah, think, I think exactly big, yeah. what we find in those restful days is basically what we're doing and what we're deciding to do. Uh-huh is to say, is God asking us to say, look, all these different things that you work so hard for and Mm -hmm. and everything, that ultimately, like, I'm the one who is going to make the difference in them anyway. Look, set those aside and have time for, like, enjoyment with me. Because, like, when you return to those things, I'll be there with you to help. I'll be here with you in this moment, and I'll be there with you in that moment. And you just by working more on them can't accomplish anything. I think yeah. that's the key is that, you know, I, ultimately. Uh, yeah. And so if we, if we go into our leisure time that way, then when we come back out of it, we come back out of it with God. Mm-hmm. And so then we approach all that different crazy work. that I, lo- I love the way you put it earlier when we were talking about mm-hmm. it. I wrote it down my my little diary thing. Before, like when we make all those lists, when we make all those different things that that need to be done, you know, mm-hmm. and we're kind of freaking out about it. It's like, of, of basically taking it to God and making an offering, but but of saying like, all right, Lord, you make the difference in this stuff, mm. and then attending to like, what can I try to do to 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 work towards it today? But like, of trusting it once again, of recognizing that God is the one who makes the difference mm-hmm. in any of the things in our life in the end, anyway. You know, yeah. in vain does the in vain is your earlier rising, you're going later to bed, yeah. um, unless the Lord what takes uh, Lord. Uh, holds the vigil with the watchman, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and in vain is your builder, uh, building uh, of temples and, and, and structures unless the Lord is with you and he is ordaining it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That relationship between the work and the leisure, I think you're absolutely, that, that's so important. And I think what, whatever, what, what it is that we discover on a, a well-kept Sabbath is something that doesn't just transform the, our Sabbath day. It's something that ends up transforming the rest of the work that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost thinks about, there's, a, there's some of this dynamic in prayer itself. Like we might think, okay, well, the Sabbath is just about prayer. We just spend more time in prayer. You know, what's funny about prayer is just like the rest of our life, we can we can get too much into the active mode mm-hmm. and miss sort of the receptive, contemplative mode. That the, the most important thing in prayer is not what we're giving God, but what he's doing to us. And so there's... There's a necessary portion of it, which is it is necessary for us to talk to God, to tell mm-hmm. him our needs, to, to thank him. Like, so there's the active portion of it. But if we never stop talking to listen, to receive from God, mm-hmm. then even the active portion of our prayer will start to deteriorate and become just us talking to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's, it's almost like, again, so in, in our active life, the Sabbath is this time where God insists, okay, you need to stop working and remember and rediscover, you know, in, in your Sunday service, you know, in that day where you go for a walk with the family instead of going to work, in that day where maybe you do some art or you, you do something beautiful just for its own sake, where you, you, you rediscover this receptive mode 
of that, again, as you were saying, that God makes the increase mm-hmm. in my life. The source yeah. of all the truth and the goodness and beauty is not my work, mm-hmm. it's God. And yeah, certainly I'm called to work, but I'm called to work in a way that I'm, I'm deriving this tr- the truth and good and beauty that I mm-hmm. do from God. Yeah. And so that when I, f- when I rediscover that in the Sabbath day, then I'm, again, if, if I've done it right, mm-hmm. then I, I rediscover that and I go back out to my work more prudent. I mean, you, so again, you were, you were bringing up prudence earlier. Go and ahead, and I think prudence yeah. is really important when it comes to Sabbath too, because yeah. as to like what specifically defines what you can and can't do on Sabbath day, mm-hmm. I'm not a very good, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, like, frankly, like I, I'm not, I don't know where I don't think it's that lines. easy. I don't think it's that easy. No. I think you have to be prudent. I think you have to go into it. What does the professional artist do on the Sabbath day? Right, exactly. Paint? Paint. <laughs> oh. um but but i think i think one of the kind of the essential elements of what of how to be prudent of how to discern that Mm -hmm. is looking at the the time stream of like of your work and your kind of active life Mm -hmm. throughout the week and of recognizing how like that can just sort of continue the time on sunday can continue as sort of part of that as Mm -hmm. just like Oh, of all the things that I needed to get done, like there's just a continuance of this is extra time. Now I have away from my professional life to kind of just continue with those that same stream of need to get these things mm-hmm. done, rather than 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 kind of a stepping outside of that stream of things mm-hmm. and and being able to to do some things that you know maybe to some of the world would seem like work, but um, but really aren't. Uh, I think that. For instance, like I had a guy walk into the, uh, you know, like the the office after, or it was a walk into the sacristy after mass, and he was like, "I got questions for you, Father." And he's the guy <laughs> who like mows the lawn for the church. Yeah, and he was like asking me basically like, what, "Is he allowed to mow the lawn that day, oh. you know, for the church?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "So we had this conversation about it." But one of the things I ended up asking him, and it's not the end all be all, but I was kind of like, "How do you feel like when you when you mow?" He's like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I do it to relax. So, like, like, I, and he was like, part of the reason that he had thought, even thought about doing it that day, mm-hmm. was part of relaxing. He was also looking at the rest of the week and recognizing that it was going to rain like every day. Uh-huh. Um, so there was that practicality, which is the only reason he even thought of it sure. in the first place. But then it would kind of gave him the opportunity to then ask that question of like, right. what, what is the nature of this? Is this just in our task in his life that needs to get done? You know, is right. this just another thing, or is it? Is it something he he, he does because he enjoys? And it's not in that same, st- for me, it was kind of like, it's not in that same stream of all these different tasks in your life that yeah. just one after another just needs to be done. Yeah. You know, there's a, there was a differentness to it. Well, I can tell you certainly from, from, from my angle, from my side of the altar rail, so to speak, <laughs> the family side of things. I like that. Your side of the my altar side, rail. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, only that still made sense. <laughs> That's right. <basically. laughs> you know, my kids are always doing that. We're like, we get to Sunday and they're like, hey, but it's Sunday. You know, we don't, you know, we don't have to do our chores today. And, mm. you know, we're always like, well, I mean, but we still have to take care of one another. Mm-hmm. Like the, the baby's diaper needs changed and you still want to eat food, don't you? You know, yeah. like, and that's not an excuse to do work, but that's yeah. trying to piece together. Yeah. So on the one hand, our family has tried to be more intentional with, you know, getting as much of our work done as, on Saturday as possible. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, helping the kids to realize this distinction, Sunday doesn't just mean I get to blow off the things I don't feel like doing. Because, right. like, again, that's part of what we're talking about here is that that tends to be what all of our vacations mm-hmm. and our days off and our Sundays tend to be. And we come out at the end of them realizing I didn't actually take that Sabbath. I didn't 
get from that Sabbath what God was calling me to. Mm-hmm. It's not just about blowing stuff off. There's something yeah. different going on here. It's a it's about um, yeah. It's it's something different there. Mm-hmm. You know. So another thing you made me think of. So we, when we went back to this notion of prudence, which we talked a lot about mm-hmm. in our study on the cardinal virtues, you can go check that out. But the primacy of this virtue of prudence in, in the life of virtue. And prudence being this habit of soul of turning to and being attentive to reality. And we could hear that definition and think to ourselves, perhaps rightly, like, well, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't I ever get to turn off, you know, and just mm-hmm. and just be for a while? Um, and I think that that sense of which it does sound exhausting to always be on, to never really rest... That is an important one because I think we do recognize that even in our desire to have a day that we blow off and we can stop thinking about our mm-hmm. responsibilities, there is there is something right and true and good there in the sense that our souls do re- desire rest. Mm-hmm. They do desire um, they desire peace. They desire rest. Now we're not always good at interpreting what that is. Like we 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 try to fill that. Re- we try to get that rest. You know through silly things, you know, TV or, you know, blowing stuff off, whatever. But our true rest does come, I think this is the key, it comes from God. Mm -hmm. The verse from Matthew, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we, we hear it all the time and it's like, oh, that's nice. And we think of it kind of maybe some, in some grandiose ways. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever though, like actually apply it in the very small and practical ways like this. Right. Which is to be, come to me, all you who are heavy burdened and I will give you rest. You know, take my mm-hmm. yoke upon you, for it is sweet, and my burden light. Um, for my yoke is my yoke is easy, my burden light. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot, a lot recently. Just simply in this, that when I when I've been like stressed and anxious and all these different things lately, and all these different things that would cause me to be like, mm-hmm. no, I need to do the things that I think need done to kind of like ease these burdens, ease yeah. these anxieties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. One of the things that kind of has been coming to me in prayer a little bit, or at least sort of in the in God sort of beckoning me to prayer, is is Peter, are you even giving me a chance to 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 make that promise real? Hmm. Like, are you giving me a chance to show you that that is the truth? To yeah. say to, to you, giving me a chance to fulfill that promise to you. Yeah, you know, and I recognize that. I, I am, so much of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. So much of the time in those leisure times, you know, I'm like. Perfect. Now I can just blow everything off for a little while, watch a movie or two or whatever, you know. And like, yeah, um, I just don't. I don't give him a chance first and foremost to be the one who actually uses that gives me true rest. Yeah, you know, yeah. gives me true lightening of my load. Actually, gives me true peace mm-hmm. and 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 replenishment, re- nourishment. You know. Yeah, it seems like we we need to go into our Sabbath days, and it's, and again, it's it's so significant that God insists for His people. You will practice this once a week mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> no exceptions. Yeah. Once a week, you will stop working and and you will practice receiving from me true rest. Not the rest that you make for yourself, mm-hmm. that you made for yourself. No, the rest that I can give you. Mm-hmm. And what you said there, the practicing of it is so significant yeah. because it's one of those things where we may try it once or twice. And not experience it that way. The first time you try it and everything, you may just sit through it, you know, like the entire day, you may just be besought with like all your different anxieties right. about the things that you need done and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of it, exactly, is that there's a practicing of, yeah. a, way, of a way of relating to God here mm-hmm. that requires 
practice. You know, <laughs> it's funny so. we have these levels. So in the day, like every day should have a Sabbath mm. within the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should be praying always, right? But but there's a the more specific demand. We just know this practically for the Christian that we have to have in our day a first fruit bit of time set aside where we specifically go pray. Well, why? Well, it's because there has to be that time when we go and practice being in the presence of God and receiving from him. Mm-hmm. And again, as you said, the first time or the second time or the thousandth time on a bad day, it it's hard and you can't get yourself to shut up. But you're practicing going, you're, 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 you're you're going back to the source. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're not feeling it on a certain day, even if it's hard to, to bring our heart and our mind to that reality, we know that it all comes from God, that he, that he's the source of our life, that any good that's come, come from our work comes from him. And so unless we're going back every day to practice, like putting our mind and our heart mm-hmm. back in that place, God, you are the source of this all. Mm-hmm. Then all of our work is going to end up not just being um, frustrating and mm-hmm. anxiety inducing. Yeah. But it's going to, in the end, be less fruitful yeah. because we're not really looking to God for his guidance and to bring the increase. And so it's like in the day we have a mini Sabbath. Yeah. In the week we have this Sabbath established by God. And, you know, I think so even beyond that, then like in the life of the Christian, you know, there's this notion of retreat that from time to time the Christian, you know, in a, even a more dramatic, a more, not dramatic, but a more uh, intentional, definitive way should step away from the mm-hmm. world, step away from life a little bit. But again, to do what? Not to, and, th- and th- again, this is the practical issue here is that we, we I, I wake up in the morning sometimes like, oh, if only I could just get away from my responsibilities and the, <laughs> the pressures and stuff for a couple, then I'd feel fine. Then I'd feel yeah. good. If I could just take a, a breather, you know, yeah, I got five kids now, you know, hopefully we're blessed with more. But uh, Jim Gaffigan has that joke about you know what's what's having five kids like? Well, it's yeah. like it's like you had four, you, it's like you were drowning, and so and, and then somebody hands, hands you a baby. You a baby. Yeah. Imagine yeah. you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. Life yeah. is just it's busy and it's it's um, it's anxious, and there's a part of you that's like, man, if I could just get away from this for a bit, I'd be fine. But there's a, there's a truth and a lie in there. The the lie is that if if you could escape from this, you could find your own peace. But the truth is, no, you are desiring peace, but it's a peace that, number one, only God can give. Mm-hmm. And it's a peace that if you practice it, you can take it more and more effectively back out into your life mm-hmm. and keep it with you in your work, in yeah. the business, in the responsibilities. Yeah, And that's what the Sabbath is for. That's what the prayer time is for, is to mm-hmm. go practice that truth so that it can bring it back out into the rest of your life. Yeah. We want to imagine... <laughs> We want to imagine that life is, if we just had like, <laughs> if we just had some time to rest, then we could finally build that house on the sand stronger such that it could like, <laughs> oh, that's good. such that it could like withstand the storms and stuff. That's but right, it's like, right, right. no, it, it, it's, it's from building, taking that time to build, to build the house in a different spot, you know, like <laughs> on the, on the stone, you know, that's good. um, because it's easy to imagine that like, yeah, we just, uh, that we need to finally figure out how to get to those times where, or like that house on that sand, doesn't have to undergo the storms. But that's not how it works. Right. The house is always going to go undergo the storm. The the boat that we ride in is always going to go going through the storm. It's just mm. about whether we have Jesus in it. Yeah. So carrying prudence with you from your active work, yeah. intentional life doesn't mean, well, I carry all that anxiety and that 
that that that that white knuckled grip mm-hmm. and that intensity and that focus necessarily into Sabbath day. But it, it what it, that means is I go to that Sabbath day um, looking to find God, looking to to yeah. I lay down my activeness, you know, my mm-hmm. my my work, but I, I lay it down to to turn and be more open to God, mm-hmm. you know. And then and so you know. Prudently, practically speaking, you know, again, in our vocations, like for me, I get to Sunday, and certainly we we go to mass as a family, and I, you know, we try to stay patient and get through the craziness of taking five kids to mass. But yeah, but as much as possible, we're trying to set aside work not to blow off the day and have a lazy day, but to be more present to God and each mm-hmm. other. Like we want to try to take a deep breath and be. And you can remember what this all remember what this is all about. Right. Remember what the, all yeah. the work is all about. That this is. We we work precisely to create that space to rediscover God more. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't rest in order to go do more work. We work to get to that place to to be with God and with each yeah. other. And that helps. That helps. That in the end will be what what helps you go back out into that stresses with the right perspective. Right. You know, with the perspective of all right, and the and like in the end, it all belongs to the Lord. You yeah. know, in the end, all this work, all this fruit, all any, anything that I do this week, it belongs to the Lord, and the fruitfulness belongs to Him, and I'm just, you know, you know, an instrument in the midst of this. Yeah. And the Lord, the Lord may giveth this week, and my my work may come to great things, or it may do nothing. Yeah. And blessed be the name of the Lord. Either way. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all for Him. So. And going back to the experience that you began with, you know, when whenever you come out of a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or a break time during a work day. So you know, working up the scale here with the yeah, break time right. in the it's work amazing. day. It's just like it's all or the Sabbath day yeah. of the week, or yeah. the vacation in the summer, or the retreat, you know, in the year. If you come away from that and you experience that that clash of, oh shoot, now I have to turn back to reality. I mean, at least the the way I've been thinking of it temporarily, you know, today as we've talked through this, is just like, do I go into those times trying to escape from reality? you know, to escape from God. Mm-hmm. You know, do I think of like my active life? That's the time where I'm paying attention to God and I'm with God and I'm, and, but then I get to take a break from that. Or do I see those time as that time when I take a deep breath, I lay down my work. To retune oneself to reality. Yeah. I think that's the key. Yeah. That's, that's what prudence, right, is all about. Yeah. Is, is a, is a trying to step away to see the subtle lies about reality that we mm-hmm. have fallen into. And that's so true when it comes to our work, even in church work, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And the, one of the, the one of the most prevalent ones is that it all depends upon me. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most prevalent lies that's so easy to step into the more that we're kind of working, uh, mm-hmm. that it all depends upon me. Yeah. You know, it's all going to depend upon me. And that's, we need to step away from that. We need to take time to actually step and reattune oneself to the true reality, which is that it all depends upon Christ and I'm just an instrument, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah. And so it's, it's it's not stepping away from reality. It's mm-hmm. actually stepping towards reality. And part of that reality is that yeah. we, we are made for peace. Yeah. We are made for, for true peace, true rest, true, like, yeah, we, we desire in our heart, you know, to finally be home and to be at peace, and to be able to cast off our cares. Mm-hmm. But again, the Sabbath is to practice, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't mean I did enough work so now I get to go eat Cheetos in front of the TV mm-hmm. and then feel like trash afterwards. No, it's that it's practicing, where will that really come from? That will come from a greater union with Jesus. That will come from a greater charity 
uh, a, a communion of charity with my fellow Christians and with my family. That's that's this true peace and mm-hmm. being at home that we we desire that truly will fulfill us. But it takes practice. That's what this mm-hmm. life is about. Is, is you know even whatever week we've had going back to saying okay uh, to rediscover that on the Sabbath and then as mm-hmm. much as we can hopefully better over time to take that back out into our active life. Yeah, you know, to, so that our work takes on more and more the character of our prayer. And not the other, you know, not the other yeah. Way yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so important. When it comes to any of our leisure activities, is to make sure that we're not like setting aside God, that we're actually taking God into it. You know, mm-hmm. I think of it even like I think of just the different like attitude that I experience when I'm doing that. When it, even it comes to like watching a football game or something. Yeah. When I'm like taking God into that, when I'm like, okay. This is what a beautiful thing I get. I have a chance to watch this football game tele- television. That's awesome. I'm happy to do it. Thank you, Lord, for this gift. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity to do this. And then it's like, how much of a difference that makes when you are then like unexpectedly called away? Yeah. You know, of just like, <laughs> of kind of a Jobian, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments. Um, which is similar kind of on a Sunday too, where yep. like if you have those times on a Sunday where to, to bring a scriptural example, when your your mule falls in the pit, you know, like I mean, like, isn't that yeah. what Jesus talks about? Totally. He's like, if your mule falls in the pit, pit, do you not take out, you know, do you not help it out just because it's Sunday? He's yeah. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You want your work to take on the character of your prayer, not your prayer to take on the character of your work. And mm-hmm. and again, yeah, you could imagine that. I'm sure we've seen it ourselves of getting to a Sunday and being like, yeah, no, this is my time. Mm-hmm. Pray. Everybody needs to be real quiet because yeah. I'm here praying. You know, like everybody, shut up. This is my song. <laughs> this is my. <laughs> versus yeah. this this day where you know it, the the most important way is I'm setting aside sort of my desire, my tight grip on 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 control mm-hmm. in the situation, and I'm being more open to God wants to send me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can speak to this particularly from the family life, but I'm sure it's the same with a busy a busy parish on a Sunday. That it's precisely being open to the ways that people come in and interrupt your own plans mm-hmm. for how you're going to do your Sabbath. Oh my goodness! I love that quote <laughs> from Lu- C.S. Lewis. <laughs> The great thing, if one can, is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own or real life. Mm-hmm. The truth is, of course, that what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life, the life God is sending one day by day. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important quality of a Sabbath, especially for a busy a busy person, mm-hmm. is that you get the Sabbath and it's not like, I mean, even if you get excited about this, oh, I'm going to really practice the presence of God this Sunday, and I got it all planned out, and it's going to be perfect. It's mm-hmm. like... Now, hold on now. You're receiving from God. So certainly you got to make a prudent plan. Yeah, you're going to go to mass and you plan some things for your family or whatever. But then you have to enter into that, into this true spirit of receptivity that mm-hmm. God may have an entirely different plan for your day. Yeah. And you need to roll with that because that's precisely what you're practicing. Yes. You're practicing yeah. rolling with the punches that God's throwing because mm-hmm. he's got something even better for your Sunday if you're, if you're open to it mm-hmm. than you could plan for yourself. Yeah, making... Making your work more like prayer rather than making your prayer more like work. I like that. Because that's like, yeah, when we do that, when we hyper plan out everything and in such a way where it really just becomes an extension of our ego, mm-hmm. that's like, that's just making, when it comes to planning prayer that way, like a prayer of Sundays that way, that's yeah. just really us taking our work and then, you know, making our prayer more like our work rather yeah. than the other way around. So, yeah. Yeah. That receptivity is so important. So. Oh, good stuff. Huh. Well, maybe about. I'll maybe I'll go into tomorrow better today. <laughs> now, based upon this, who knows? That's all I'll that try. We, that's so. all that we can. All we can hope for. Yeah. Pray for. Him. Yeah. Lord, help me. Yeah. Well, 
again, thank you yeah. for joining us for this episode of Deep in Christ. We hope that this discussion has been thought-provoking to you. We certainly mm-hmm. enjoyed thinking through it. Hopefully something came out of it. Um, you know, we, we're praying for you. Keep praying for us. Keep praying for this community, the Coming Home Network. Um, just I'd, like all of you, we're really just two people tra- struggling to help each other grow in holiness through yeah. life. I mean, yep. yeah. Yeah, just two disciples. Wondering where Jesus is going to go next. <laughs> Not really yeah. sure what's going on. You know. But he does have the words of eternal life. Amen. As I always uh, remind you, uh, the Coming Home Network is a network of people who have come to believe uh, and are convinced that the Catholic Church uh, is is this great gift to us, given to us, given by Christ. Um, and so we have become Catholic, and we're we're in in communion, in community with uh, many other men and women who in their walk with Christ have become convinced of a similar thing or, or are somewhere on that journey. And so if that's you, if you have questions, if you're interested in the Catholic Church, if you're thinking about becoming Catholic, know that the Coming Home Network is your network. So visit www.chnetwork.org. Be sure to, to join and subscribe there. There's a lot of great resources uh, to answer your questions, but again, most, most importantly, um, you can join this community and walk alongside with us. And so, again, we hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Deep in Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next time.